Hello, welcome to week 11 of the NFL season, the Snap UK, and it's a full house. Woohoo! Cheers! Yeah. All, got all the guys here in tonight. Uh, I don't know whether that's to do with the final of Bake Off or. It's the final uh, of Bake Off. I'll see you later then. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I'm off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, how that law is in it, I have no idea. I know it's a completely separate issue, but it's, she has been like. Shit for weeks. Um, Look, you can you can you can shake your egg risk, but that we're having no bake off chat on this, please. Uh, I mean, they were, they, they, they were I talking mean, about it in, on on sporting crime. How is that? I mean, not got there. That was sporting crime. Make, you can make food. <laughs> sporting crime. You know, they weren't talking about it on crime. It's crazy. It is crazy. I thought so. uh, I might go on to that show next year where you have to go and uh, make porn videos. It's called Wankoff. It's going to be an amazing show. <laughs> I can see John restarting this show. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're, we're still in lockdown over here in the UK. Uh, hopefully last week, but you never know because we're, we're led so well. Um, it's not. But yeah. Um, news, of course, news has just come out recent, uh, in the last couple of hours about uh, Hall of Fame. So... Uh, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson, uh, they've all got to the semi-final stage. So they're going to be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> uh, uh, other players in it, uh, like Jared Allen, Tommy Holt. Uh, the 20, there's 25 players up, so uh, I'm not going to go through more. But yeah, Peyton and Ch- uh, Woodson are the, are the highlights. Um, oh, how can you miss out Troy Polamalo, though? Did I miss out Troy Polamalo? I didn't even see who's on there. Am I looking at the right? No, I'm looking at the wrong year. Was he he last year? Yeah, he was last year. Yeah, Yeah. didn't they go? I remember him going to his door and knocking on it. Google shit. Great hair, great hair, John. (laughs) Um, sorry, my dad's just coming to give me a Snickers. Um, that's nice. You're not you when you're hungry. Recording. (laughs) Cheers, big John. Um, but yeah, should we get into the action? I think I think for anyone who can't actually see us, which is most of the people who actually listen, um, Big John just put a whisper gold on the screen. You know, which is why we, <laughs> that's why we're in Chile. Whisper gold. But yeah. Okay, let's Hang start. On. You, you left out Patrick Willis. He's on the on the list. Your GM's on there as well. John Lynch is there again. Who else? Who else I mean, is if, interesting? If, if Peyton Manning's getting in, his receiver's getting in as well. You've got so Reg- Reggie, Reggie Wayne going there, yeah. <laughs> Tony Baselli's there again. And he, he, I reckon he could be a shoe in this time as well. He's been on the, on the shortlist for a few times. So, Isn't yeah. Megatron. Time. You've got Megatron, Megatron on there. Megatron. Yeah, we, we, we were saying earlier, Paul, I don't think, we don't, well, I don't think Megatron's going to get in the first time. I think they're going to make him wait a few years. He's going to be in there. He'd have to be in there. We all go the same year. Philip Rivers goes there. Yeah. But yeah, um, look it up yourselves. It's uh, it's all there. So um... <laughs> welcome to the Look It Up Yourself podcast, <laughs> where John Farrow can't be asked. I'm just going to read out twenty-five names. Um, but yeah, so Thursday night football. Uh, Seahawks beat the Cardinals twenty-eight to twenty-one in. Uh, a, a result I don't think many of us predicted. I think we all, I, I had the Cardinals 
uh, to win this. Um, yeah, Seahawks are now are they now leading the division again or not anymore? I don't think. I don't know, no, probably not because of uh, what happens uh, in our next game. Yeah, but yeah, it's um, it's a timely win for them because they've been on a they were on a bit of a slide uh, last few weeks. So uh, and uh, yeah, um, just. Yeah, who wants to who wants to take start this one? <laughs> I'd say not so much the whole Seahawks team have been on a slide. I think Russell Wilson have been on a slide the last few weeks, um, and he didn't do anything particularly wrong this time this time around. Um, he didn't throw any interceptions, didn't give the ball away. He wasn't uh, the spectacular Russell Wilson we've seen to start the season, but like I said, he didn't do anything wrong. Um, and I think we I've said it before. I think. This team is is being massively pulled through this season by Russell Wilson. So if he's playing well, they win. If he's if he makes a mistake, they narratively lose. And I think the fact is he didn't make a mistake. The running game was pretty decent. You know they got decent yardage out of Carlos Hyde. Even Bo Scarborough wasn't too bad. Six yard six carries for thirty one yards. He's a man mountain of of a running back. Um, and I think they just had enough to get past the, the Cardinals who. I think have made massive progress this year, but they're still not the finished article. Um, I think this is one of those games where they just came up short. Yeah, I mean, all I mean, um, they did come up short, but uh, Carlos Hyde uh, dropped one at the end, didn't he? Almost cost them. Yeah. So yeah, uh, so could've... The, the, there's still issues with the, the Seattle offensive line, like Russell Wilson. Still, that people are still able to get to Wilson. The Cardinals registered eight hits on him, but um, only three sacks. And he, he did have two fumbles, but he managed to recover them both. So even when he did make a mistake, he was able to get back hold of it. Um, Kyler Murray, like he had, he had a decent game again. Didn't commit any any turnovers, um, but his running game was severely lacking this week. He only got. 15, 15 yards from five carries, which is a lot less than what we've been seeing over the past few weeks. So I think that that lack of running game really hurt the hurt the Cardinals. Seahawks have been you know really building up the fact that they can defend the run. I think this time they really did, um, and they were able to stop it. So they're relying too much on on Kyler Murray's arm, and it's, it's a, he's a good passer, um, but they still need they need to have a balanced attack. I think. Um... This just showed us where the Seahawks were. So, and I, I think the, you know, when we're saying that Wilson's had a bit of a, you know, a drop off, he has, but he's also had no real run game around him for the last mm. three or four weeks. You know, you know, DJ DJ Dallas. You know, um, yeah. no Hyde, no Carson. Um, you know, so I think if you allow Wilson to have a decent run game around him, then he will, you know, I think you can mix up the playbook better and I think you're less obvious in terms of what you're trying to do you can you can mix it up well so I think that's really been the difference with the Seahawks is when they have a half decent run game and Carson has been good all year and he's potentially back this week as well you know potentially if you've got Hyde and Carson then it really does change the options mm. Wilson can run or they can run and and the big issue as we know on this Seahawks defense is the secondary isn't it you know we know you can pass over the top of the Seahawks and do some real damage. You know, is Kyler Murray going to do that all the time? You know, he's got some very good wide receivers and we're not exactly seeing DeAndre Hopkins rip the place apart. You know, he's doing okay this year, but outside of occasionally big plays, he's not racking up 
you know, 100 yards with 9, 10, 11 targets every game, is he? No, he gets, a, he gets a decent amount of targets, but I think you're right. He doesn't get as many yards as you, as you perhaps expect. Like, he's, he's on target to have 115 catches this year and 1,400 yards, um, which is an average of 12.7, which isn't, like, for a player like DeAndre Hopkins, who we, who's seen kind of making big catches down the field, both in its Texans days, but also, like, last week, um, that's not a massive, like, average, not a massive average for someone like I expect would probably be happier being up to kind of the 20 yard per, per catch. Cool. Anyone else going for this one? Okay. Well, let's move on now to the, uh, um, Last the Monday, Monday game as I think Rams would have been taking control in the division because they overcame Brady's bucks 27 to 24. Um, and yeah, um, Rams Rams on a good roll now. They're 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 looking good. Um, and yeah, they they once again they they got to Brady, which is what is what uh, you need to do. It seems against this Bucks team. Yeah, they didn't they didn't record that many sacks again. I think they had one sack on him for the whole game. But like the the two interceptions that Brady threw at both interceptions, they were they were basically on top of him as he threw, threw the inception. So one went long and the other one might be short, but he had to get rid of the ball before before he got absolutely creamed by Aaron Donald and company. Um, and that, that, I think the, the the biggest kind of improvement in this in the LA Rams team kind of year to year has been that defence. And I think we've said it a couple of times now, Aaron Donald is playing brilliantly, but so is Jalen Ramsey. And the backfield and, and the defensive front playing together at the same level is causing... You know, what is one of the best attacking teams? It caused them problems all night. They weren't able to kind of establish any real gain on the run. Both Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette had two and a half yards per carry. Um, and they were getting to Brady and you know, making it uncomfortable. But let's not forget, this is a Rams team that have got a history of making Brady uncomfortable. Like, okay, Brady won the Super Bowl against them, but that was far from convincing um, in terms of an offense. And I think that's something which somehow... Uh, the Rams were able to do. Um, I thought, you know, the Rams weren't brilliant. It's, I think they got a lot of production out of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, a lot of production. But apart from those two, the rest of the team were just a bit bang average. Their run game wasn't working that well. Goff had a pretty decent night, but still threw two interceptions. One of them was terrible. Um, like, he kind of threw the ball without even looking where he's throwing it from what I can make out. It's just it is an obvious inception for um for, for Pierre Paul. Um but because of that running end, they're asking him to throw so many times again, fifty one att- fifty one attempts. And actually he got quite a lot of completions, but the massive over usage of those two wide receivers. And if the Bucks backfield had turned up and actually figured out what to do, I'm not sure that the Rams would have won this. I think they would have if they could have just stopped Cooper Cup and Robert Woods a couple of times, the Bucks would have been right back into this because they're a much better spread offense, I guess. Cool. Uh, anyone got? Yeah, I, I, just, I just wanted to come in with with the Rams. That there seems to be this level of surprise that a team that were in the Super Bowl two years ago were <laughs> a good team. <laughs> yeah, and you know they haven't lost many pieces from that team that won the NFC Championship. Well, they, they they haven't, but they they have lost Gurley, you know, and Gurley at his very very best. 
Um, and he was a huge part of that offense. I think their defense is their strength. You know, yeah. I think, uh, you know, wide receiver, you know, I think they've got two very good wide receivers in, in Woods and Cups, you know, Cup rather than Cups. But I do think they are both very solid and you've got proper dual threat, haven't you? You don't know who's going to get the most targets each game. Um, no. And then, I think, you know, you've, I do, you've got Donald, do. haven't you? So your defence is always mm. going to be in the game. I do think as good as good as Cup and Woods are, I do think they're two number two receivers, though. Like I wouldn't, and we'll talk about it later, I, I know, but I wouldn't have either of those as a number one receiver. I think they're complementary to each other and they work well together. But they're not, I, don't, I wouldn't say they're kind of star receivers. They don't put those numbers up every week, that's, that's for sure. But the Rams look so much better when Cooper Cup is playing. Yeah, oh yeah. He, he's de- definitely a favourite target of, uh, of Goff's. Do you not think that this game and what we'll get to later just highlights the fact that Goff and Wentz are the most disappointing one-two quarterback pick we've had in a long, long time? Oh, I, so I, inconsistent. I will give you Mariota and Winston as the, as the worst quarterback. Worst numbers one, well, two. Oh, Deshaun Kaiser. Uh, no, he was a second round or late. Mar- was no, Mariota and Winston went one and two. Did one to really? the Bucks. Yeah. I don't know. I I just think. I mean, Wentz, I'm completely done on, and Goff is so incredibly in and out. It like first half brilliant, second half useless, and it shows. It, it, he he's. It's almost like. You only have to rattle him once and he's done. It was the same in the Super Bowl. They they got to his head before they even got to that game. And um, I don't know. I, I, I don't think either of them are uh, elite. Like, they're not Hall of Fame quarterbacks. You're never going to see either no. of these two be uh, a player that drags a franchise to successive championship games or Super Bowl appearances. It's just not going to happen for them. Well, can, I I think I just, can I just bring in a comparison for you, though? The 2007 NFL draft. Mm. Who were the first two quarterbacks picked in 2007, Michael? Go on, I don't know. Jamarcus Russell and Brady Quinn. Yeah, but were they picked one and two? No. No, Jamarcus Russell was picked number one and Brady Quinn was number two. He he, he always (laughs) was number two. But like I say, I just think, think it's so disappointing. These two were hyped as generational talent. Winston certainly wasn't. I think uh, Mariota was looked upon as a little bit more than he ever was going to be. But Mar- uh, Winston wasn't. Everyone knew he, he had the possibility to flop. But these two, Goff and Wentz, if you go back and read it, it was like, mm. these are generational talents. Take It was a bit like Manning and Leaf. All right, it hasn't gone exponentially in either direction like that did. But it, it's just sort of floundered in the middle with both well, of them. Well, I'll tell you, you know, Wentz, you know, you were quite big on Wentz before he got injured and pussied out, as you would say. Yeah. Um, but he never really came back from that knee injury, which is the same terrible knee injury, you know, that Burroughs has just suffered from, you know, as John liked to, you know, point out to us the other day. Then he had back issues and concussion issues. He's in an ageing team. That Eagles has been an ageing team ever yeah. since their Super Bowl. Do you not think that when the injuries aside, he's never come back from mentally the burden of not being the one at the Eagles to win the Super Bowl? Definitely. I, Definitely. I think that's what's killed him. He, he probably knows that that was that team's one opportunity to win the Super Bowl, and it wasn't him. And he will always be the guy that got three quarters of the way there and then watched Nick Foles win the Super Bowl. And it's the same with Goff. I think he got all the way with a very good team to the Super Bowl and just crumbled. 
And I, I think mentally, both of them are just floundering in the NFL. I don't think they're floundering, but I think you win an NFC championship in spite of Goff rather than because of Goff. You know, so... Um, I'm not sure yeah. Goff's a write-off yet. I'm not sure he's... I'm not sure he's got to the peak that we might have thought he he's might have He's not an elevator. To. He's not an elevator of a team. No, no definitely Whereas not. Whereas, I'm, I'm not sure. I think, I think Goff can still get better, though, than he is now. I'm not sure Wentz can be better than he was three years ago. No. no. I, I wonder how much, how much of Goff's success is down to Goff and how much of it is down to Sean McVay. Because, like, there's a lot... Well, when when he first came in into the league as a head coach, there's a lot of conjuncture about him being an offensive genius, and he was speaking to Goff right up to the, the time limit in the helmet. Um, and now I don't think that's any. He, yeah, he had a down year um, last year, but I don't think he's any. I don't think he's any different in terms of he's still an offensive genius. He still knows what he's doing in terms of running a team. And I, I Goff's playing okay. He, I think he's an average quarterback. I think he's. You know, if you were to rank the starting quarterbacks, he'd probably make the top half, just about maybe, ish. And you can tell how convinced I am by that. Um, but <laughs> do you think, think he's, he's becoming the new Andy Dalton of the league? Yeah, potentially. I think he's he's as good as what his coach like, is going to be. He is the pivot point for quarterbacks. Yeah, exactly. I think he's all right. I think he. he... <laughs> John's pulling me. Oh, someone said a dirty word, but uh, I don't think he's the. I don't think he's. I think he's a. He's upper mid level. Because I mean, there are some, there are some, still some bad quarterbacks in this league. I but, think, I don't know. I think we've seen some really good ones come into the league over the last couple of years, which I think would push them down a little bit. Yeah, so I was just, I, I've got pro football, uh, pro talk, pro football talk on in the background, and uh, pro football reference have just tweeted: only two QBs in our database have a game with two plus interceptions, five plus sacks, a fumble, a pick six, and a safety. One is Carson Wentz. The other one is... Jameis. No. Someone called Jay Fiddler, who played <laughs> for the Jets uh, versus the Patriots in 2003. That's how, how, how good a game Wentz had on, on, uh, on Sunday. But we'll, 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 we'll come on to that to, later. We'll still get to, to Wentz. That's, uh, that's in a couple of uh, games' time. But it's in the speed round, to, is it? Uh, it's not in the speed round. Uh, bizarrely, Ooh. the Eagles escape speed round. Uh, Saints 24, Falcons 9, mainly here because there was so much conjecture over uh, Taysom Hill and Winston. When you, when you finish this, or before you start, I just want to point out that Jay, Jay Brian Fidler is in the National Jewish Museum Sports Hall of Fame. Just, just saying, I don't even know that existed, but it does. He played 76 games. It is. He, was, he, was, he played for the Dolphins for ages, didn't he? I've never heard of him until right now. I hadn't heard of him. He did play for the Dolphins. You're right, Paul. Sparkle's wonderful, isn't it? <laughs> and I, I think that's a great, a great Hall of Fame to have. Yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, Taysom well, Hill. Other quarterback, Taysom Hill. Taysom he played all right, didn't he? You played all right. Hall of Famer, Taysom Hill. I mean, you know, for, no. for anyone on the ESPN Fantasy app who didn't, who played, didn't play him at tight end, you know, you, uh, in all, uh, in <laughs> you all honesty. Out. You fucked up. Um, but yeah. Um, I knew you were going to talk uh, about that. You're so proud of yourself. Literally, was, that I is was. the happiest you've been in months. That, that's been changed now, hasn't it? They've put him back yeah, as a quarterback. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've got to play him as a quarterback this week. Or, or as uh, I will be playing him on the bench. Um, 
but no, he was he did, he was fine. Uh, I think it helps that you're playing the Falcons. Um, but, yeah. You know, I don't think um, I don't think you get any better from playing Winston. Yeah, you know. Plus, he got was it two running touchdowns. So, I'm uh, you know, I don't think it'd be particularly long because you know the Saints are good still, and the Falcons are rubbish. That's pretty much all the analysis we need to do on this they, one. They destroyed Matt Ryan, and yeah. Taysom Hill got better as the game went on. It, he, some of his distance throws were so floaty, but in the end, it didn't matter because once he started using his legs, and they they took a long time to dial up an actual quarterback run in this game. But once they did, all of a sudden the field opened up because they went from trying to throw the ball, which he looks uh, less than average at when it's beyond an intermediate throw, to, uh, OK, we can pull out every trick in the book because we're slightly ahead and uh, we can afford to run it now and see what happens. And he ran for two touchdowns. Like, people would be screaming about how great it is if Cam Newton was doing that. And yet people are criticising Taysom Hill for not being able to throw the ball uh, down the field, but this team well, look at the, the ball down the field all season. Drew Brees can't throw it more than twenty-five yards. Look at look at the current MVP is. Yeah, exactly. So I, well, I think that, that actually, I think Sean Payton has done uh, done himself a favour here by saying this is who I'm going with, uh, and this is going to work. And he can now say any other given time, like this week, we're playing Jameis because I think this is going to be a better game plan. But he always he always said, didn't he, that. If, it, if he had to swap Drew Brees out like mid-game, it'd be Jameis Winston because it, it means you don't have to change the whole game plan. Yeah. So, But you see, if you have a week for Taysom Hill to prepare and the rest of the team to prepare around him, then it's going to be Taysom Hill because he's his number two quarterback. And, he, you know, like McVay, Sean Payton is, a, is another offensive guru and he can scheme up different ways of playing for Taysom Hill. I think that's what he, that's what he did. And I thought, I thought Taysom Hill was fine. Like 18 completions after, 20, after 23 attempts. No, t- no passing touchdowns, but no interceptions. Um, he only got sacked three times. And you mentioned it earlier, Griff, where, and I think kind of Taysom Hill is stealing the headlines here. That Saints defense is now is really improved over the last couple of weeks. They had eight sacks on Matt Ryan. And I think they hit him in. They got eleven quarterback hits in total. Yeah. Like it, it's never been the, the Falcons' offense that's been the problem. It's always been the defense. And that Falcons' offense was just non-existent on, on, on Sunday. Didn't help that Julio Jones went in and out of the game about six times. Yeah, but it's like Calvin Ridley and uh, Russell Gage. Like, but even the running game didn't function. Like Gurley or Brian Hill or Ito Smith or whoever else, Brandon Powell, get get glasses. Um, none of them could make any make any impact. And Matt Ryan was just harassed the whole game. And of course, Zacharias. Of course, I. Olemd Zacharias, is that how? Olemd, yeah, Olemd Zacharias, one of my one of my favourites this year. Um, Yeah, you know, Falcons, you know, they're just playing for the season to end, really. But yeah, Saints. Yeah, I don't know. We don't know how long Breeze is going to be out, but actually, I'm, you know, I'm feeling a little bit more confident about playing without him than yeah. And you look at that's that's now what the sixth or seventh game in two seasons where the Saints have won. They with are the, seven the and oh across two yeah. seasons with the backup quarterbacks. Yeah, that's good coaching. Like we we talk about we we talk a lot about coaches and coaches in the hot hot seat for not preparing their team properly. That's a good coaching staff. In, it's in not only good coaching; team. it's also throwing money at backup quarterbacks in case you need them. Yeah, 
they did the same with Bridgewater, all right. They got him on yeah. a good deal, but they did do that. And they've thrown big money at Taysom Hill for what he is. But yeah. if he gets you one or two wins and you get into the playoff and then you can bring Breeze back without him ever having to throw in the regular season again, mm. that's money well spent. Yeah. I mean, for the Saints, only the Steelers are on a longer winning streak than them. They've won seven in a row. And they are now in the lead of um, the uh, uh, NFC South, uh, eight and two to the Bucks, seven and four. So you know they're leading, they're leading the whole NFC as well, aren't they? I believe. Uh, yes, eight and two. Uh, everyone else yeah. has uh, only got seven wins. So you know they, they, they're putting themselves in a good place for that buy. You know because there's only one, uh, only one buy now uh, in there the. Is. Uh, so yeah, they're doing really. Well, the last, the last, what, three years, most, at least one of us has picked the Saints to go on and win the Super Bowl. Oh, if I've not, picked them this if, year. If not more of us, you know, because yeah. when you look at their whole offence-defensive balance, and you know, they've got people who can make plays on both sides of the ball, haven't they? And mm-hmm. interestingly, actually, I thought Taysom Hill looked okay. I thought he threw yeah. quite a good ball, actually. Um I didn't really think his passing was too much of an issue in terms of his technique. I thought it was more timing. Um, and that's just practice, isn't it? But I, I thought where he struggled a little bit actually was his time with Kamara. And some of those little like shovel passes and bits like that didn't look very smooth. That's the area I'd be most concerned about. Because if you don't, you know, if you bring Hill in and you lose Saint from Kamara, that'd be my concern. Well, can you tell me the last time Kamara didn't have a reception in a game? Because oh. I'm, I tried looking up and I ran out of time. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is but a thing. But he's got one target, no reception. But on, yeah. on the flip side, Michael Thomas has got more work this week than he, he's had what, since he's been back playing with Breeze. I mean, I think if you've got one of those players playing well, then you're in with a good shout. If you've got them both playing well, you're probably going to win. Um, so, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, I just think, you know, you don't want to lose something no, because you've not. got put Taysom Hill in. So... Um, that would be that was my when I watched it. That was what I saw. I saw he could actually because if if you think if they want to throw the ball long, they do bring in Hill. He can clearly throw a long ball, can't he? You know, so hmm. I don't think his throwing you know prowess, his accuracy and his timing might be an issue. But his, you know, his ability to throw a ball isn't a problem. Um, like I say, it's I can complete timing. that. Uh, I can complete that stat now and tell you that his lowest number of receptions was he had one reception in a week. I think it was. Eight last year, but other than that, he's always had three or more. So, I mean, I should have known it would be last year. So, well, as we're talking about throwing, uh, having uh, struggling throwing a, a long ball, uh, Ravens 24, <laughs> Titans 30. Uh, and the, this, isn't, you know, this isn't on Lamar beyond the fact that, beyond the fact that mm. he's the quarterback, it's, it's the fact that Marshall Yonder retired, Ronnie Staley got mm. injured. The, they moved Brown from the left to the right guard or the other way around. Other way around, yeah. Yeah, so they moved from right to left. So the whole O-line is shaken up. Lamar, therefore, can't run the game plan that he's basically there to run. John Harbaugh's coaching looks a little bit stale for the first time, really. And they haven't got any elevating wide receivers that doesn't exist on this team. Willie Sneed is their best receiver. They brought Des Bryant from Mothballs. He had his first reception for three years. Like, there's nothing to elevate it. They're getting nothing out of Ingram at all, are they? No. no. They're not getting enough out of J.K. Dobbins. I think he looks good, but he just looks good. And, and, and then, effectively, the defensive unit 
surrendered in the second half. They held Derek Henry to what thirty rushing yards in the first half. Yeah, and then, and then they just got they just got worn out by. It. Yeah, Derek, yeah. Derek Henry scores about sixty six percent or runs about sixty six percent of his yards yeah. in yeah. like the fourth quarter. And yeah, overtime, when, when everyone's knackered from which being is hit crazy. By but I mean, it was it was a great uh, overtime run to seal the victory. But he could have been tackled four times on that run, and just no one got there. It's crazy. Yeah. Also, AJ Brown's touchdown. A, it was again, it was brilliant from AJ Brown. But I think he he ran through about four defenders. And he none of carried them about. He carried about yeah. three of them. Um, and that, I mean, that, but that's the Titans' game plan. It's very physical, both in offense and defense. And you, you have that with Derrick Henry as, as your running back, and and AJ Brown as your, as your leading uh, leading wide receiver. They're both big, physical players. If you look at them, they're they're stacked. Yeah. Um, if you go back quickly, just the running back game of the Ravens. Lamar Jackson is still the number one runner for the Ravens. Yeah. Five hundred seventy-five yards. And I nearly put him in my top 10 running backs last week, didn't I? You know, and I was yeah. quite serious about that. Um, Dobbins has got 380 on 72 attempts and Edwards 376. So it's those two. Ingram's only got 230 yards. So you've yeah. got kind of like a thousand yards out of those three. But that is putting a lot of pressure on Jackson, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And yeah, it's it's... It's uh, it's sort of becoming a damp squib this season, sadly. I think um, a lot more was expected. I'm not sure they've had a reception like outside the numbers. For the, uh, yeah, and, and, I, and again, I agree with Griff. I don't think this is down on Lamar Jackson. I know he can throw it that far, and I know he. Could, yes, he's not got the greatest of accuracy um, history, but he's not terrible. I think he's actually got. He, he looked really good at the start of the season. Um, I said it last week, I'll say it again, I think this is down to Greg Roman. I think he's been found out and he can't come up with anything different. And people, teams know that they don't have to defend that much outside the numbers. They can make sure they kind of funnel all the play down the middle and block off anything that Mark Andrews might, might have. Mark Andrews had a good game, but he's the only quality receiver on, on that team. They're not, not getting anything else out of anyone else and they're getting nothing out of Marquise Brown at the moment. Yeah, their, their, like, second re- their second best receiver on the day was Des Bryant with four, yeah. four catches for 28 yards. I, they, they aren't helping Lamar at all. I understand this, this narrative about, okay, he's been found out, but if I surrounded you with Des Bryant, Willie Sneed, James Proach and Pat Ricard, you'd struggle. Well, I was boykin. Well done, John. My favourite <laughs> part about this whole game was the... Uh, the Titans insisting on having a team meeting, you know, at the, <laughs> yeah. and like it proper kicked off, didn't it? Old Harbour was got out a there, bit tetchy, you know, didn't it? Got really tetchy. It's still a little bit of feeling from last and year's also, playoffs, I think. Definitely. Yeah, the coaches uh, didn't shake hands at the end of the game. I think Vrabel went to, and Harbour, um, Harbour said no. What do you so, oh, going going back again? Did you see Brady didn't shake anyone's hands uh, after he lost again? Oh yeah, but he's a dick. I, was, <laughs> I saw I saw the video of Goff looking for him. Where yeah. are you, Tom? Where are you, Tom? Tom's gone, mate. He lost. He's gone to have some avocado ice cream and getting an ice bath. <laughs> anyway, uh, Browns twenty-two, Eagles seventeen, uh, which brings the Browns above the Ravens yeah. at uh, seven and three. Bit frightening, isn't it? Yeah. But the Browns should be. The, <laughs> with the quality of the roster they have, they should be They should be a seven and three team. 
Yeah, that's it. And it's is it? It's finally a, a season where sort of expectation meets reality. And normally, unfortunately for the Browns, they, those are two things that never come close to each other. But do, yeah, do you, know, um, do you know what I think is really helping this Browns team? Playing no, no Beckham, no hype, All right. no Beckham. I, I think taking that noise away and taking away the focus of the offense being mm. looking for Beckham, looking for Beckham. The weather's been terrible in Cleveland the last three weeks, and their defense has been awesome. You know, they've not been high-scoring games particularly, but we've seen the Browns score a lot of points this season. We, you know, Paul's right; they've got great players on their roster. But I do think maybe taking that one more ego away from the locker room may just help this Browns team a little bit. You know, they're now in a place where they're seven and three. You normally find teams that have a chance of going to the playoffs and winning something tend to come together a bit more again. I think not having one more superstar in there who isn't quite delivering it is all about himself. I think that must be helping loads. Yeah. I mean, as well, they have had a quite an easy run the last few games. So, you know, they've played the Texans, they've played the Eagles, um, they've played, you know, the Jags. I think, uh, you know, they've still got to play Steelers, yeah. Titans again. Well, you know, so... But you, t- you, take, the ja- you take the Jags out of that because the, the Jags are a dumpster fire and they always have been. And we know they... You, you take the, the Texans and the Eagles have been playoff teams in the last two years. There's, yeah. there's no easy games anymore, rather. But the well, difference with the Browns team this year compared to last year is last year they'd have lost to the Eagles. Yeah. You, say, you, you say there's no easy games. They're playing the Jets on the 27th of December. <laughs> but that's the Christmas game, isn't it? And bad teams, <laughs> that's where they're going to get their one. <laughs> Remember, the Browns always used to get their one at Christmas, didn't they? Yeah. It's um, their present. Yeah. Um, they were out. The Browns Eagles. were out. Miles Garrett. Sorry. Yes. They were out, Miles Garrett. But other players stepped up. Like Olivier Vernon had three sacks on the day. Like Adrian Claiborne had another one and a half sacks. So they were, st- I mean, we know the Eagles' offensive line is bad. Um, but you still got to go out there and do the job about your leading pass rusher and probably the league's leading pass rusher. And, you know, Olivier Vernon's, I think when he left the Dolphins to go to the Giants, his, his career sort of just plummeted. He was never really heard of again. That's the first time he's probably ever been mentioned since he made that switch. Yeah, the only time I've seen him mentioned is when he made the switch and then when Griff and when they traded off, him, yeah, <laughs> and when Griff slagged him off last season for being a bust, uh, which he was. Um, but you know, he is a ta- he is a talent. It's just yeah, they need to utilize it. Uh, on the Eagles, they're just bad. There's nothing to say, really, is there? Just, yeah, but they still, take... they still, they still, they still read the NFC East thanks yeah. to that draw with the draw with the Bengals. Um, I, think I, I think I did text you all saying at one point mm-hmm. saying Carson Wentz just needs the season to end. Like, yeah, forget about it. I, I mean, would you, if you're a Doug Peterson, would you consider putting in Jalen Hurts just to see what you've got? Because yeah. you're not getting it. You're not getting anything from Wentz at the rate he's getting sacked. He's probably going to get another injury at some point. Yes, I would absolutely do that. I think that's a, yeah. a very good idea. And you've got a man made of porcelain, and what's what's your rookie going to do? Coming and throw picks? Wentz is doing it anyway. Yeah. Well, it's not the fact he's made of porcelain because, you know, we're going to he's um, got go, through go the season. He's got through this. Uh, he's getting through another season. He's not yet. made of porcelain. He's got through the season. Yeah. He's. I think. Yeah. I think the the mentality's gone, and um, yeah, I don't see what you, you you're going to lose. You, you know, but then, you, but then, on the flip side. 
they've still got a chance of going to the playoffs. Well, they're, they're, yeah, they're in pole position. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in a bizarrely. really crappy race. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But, you know, still, it's, it's the playoffs. Still could get the there. Play, you know, and then, then, it's, then it's anyone's game. Yeah. Apart, from the, apart from whoever is from the NFC East, because they will yes. not go. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but because they're in the playoff hunt, they have, uh, we have to keep the Eagles outside of speed round. And <laughs> now the Cowboys have re-entered playoff hunts because they beat the Vikings 20, 28-31 to the Cowboys. Are the Vikings just the most disappointing team this season? Yeah. Yeah. They're not the most disappointing team this season, but they're right up there with disappointing teams of the season. Frustrating. Uh, I'd, I'd call them frustrating. Because they've got the, it's almost like the Browns have been for the last couple of years. They have got the players to win, and then they don't. They they, they win some big games, and they lose to the Cowboys, who they should have <laughs> beaten. Right. Yeah. Uh, for the for the Cowboys, I will say that catch by CD Lamb is the highlight of the weekend. That was good, Ooh, but the, ca- the catch the catch by Adam Thielen was as good, if you ask me. It was good. It sounds That's good it. to get to get his feet in as well. To get his feet in, but ever, but you know, he wasn't he wasn't Seems... parallel to the floor. <laughs> Fuck you. See the lamb was falling over in the court. Yeah, big deal. Yeah, <laughs> no, it was brilliant. Um, uh, Look, you know, Dalton is back. You know, that, that, cow, <laughs> that Cowboys roster. You know, a couple of us picked him to go to the Super Bowl. You know, Dalton is back with Zeke, with Amari Cooper, with CD Lamb. You know, there is still opportunities for that Cowboys team to make the playoffs quite easily in that yeah. shoddy division. You know, yeah. like... Everyone in the division is on three wins. It really is not how you start in that division. It's how you finish. And if, and if Dalton can start getting some connections with those, you know, those players, those offensive players, we know the defence isn't great. But if he can start, you know, getting them to score 25 points a game, they will be in more games than they're not. Because they've got to play a lot of divisional games. I thought the defense was better this week. Like, it, finally, well, it will be. Uh, yeah. yeah, finally the linebackers turned up. Like, Davin Cook, he only had 115 yards, but his longest run was only 16 yards, and that's not the Davin Cook we've seen over the last four to five weeks. Um, and that's down to the fact that Van Der Esk and, and Jalen Smith are, are starting to play better. They're, they're getting fitter, and they're able to stop the run. If you can stop yeah. the run, then you've. And, and you're the Vikings, and you have to rely on Kirk Cousins to throw the ball, then you stand a good chance of winning. If, if you think Van Der Esch, we were all talking about at the start of the season, you know, really important to the Cowboys, he's coming back. Mm. You know, a lot of people on this podcast thought very clearly that Dalton was not a downgrade on, you know, on Dak. So yeah. if that is the case, and the defence is getting stronger, and you've still got those other pieces, and CD Lamb is three quarters of the way through his rookie season and is now better, then surely, you know, you've got Gallup as well, haven't you? Yeah. Mari yeah. Cooper, Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Zeke, Pollard. You know, there are options there. If Dalton can yeah. be decent, then they, I, I don't see any reason why that Cowboys team can't make a late push for the playoffs. It, they definitely could. The Cowboys got Zach Martin back as well. who And actually, you know, they played him a tackle rather than guard because they're, they're that desperate. But he's... It's just such a massive upgrade over everything else I've had on that offensive line. If you can protect that, uh, Dalton a little bit more, and like you say, you've got the players around him. Like it was Zeke's first 100-yard game of the season. If he can pick up the pace a little bit and have a few more of those, you've got 
Yeah, but great wide receivers. Pollard looks so much more explosive than Zeke. He just looks like but, a man who's interested in playing, and Zeke doesn't. But that's fine. You have a one-two punch. If you, it's fine not to lean one hundred percent on Zeke if you've got someone else. That makes it even better because you can keep him fresh. So, like. That's I mean, a bit rosy way of looking at the Zeke problem, which is well, he can't be asked. Well, maybe, but you know, you're, pay, you're paying him a lot of money, so you better the get involved in the game. The thing is, we're game. making excuses about the line, but Pollard was averaging 12 yards a carry. Zeke is averaging less than five with the same O-line in the same game. I think that tells you everything that's going on there. I, just don't, I don't think Zeke's bothered. He knows Zeke, Zeke, Zeke used to used to get quite a lot of yards receiving as well, though. His, his yeah. receiving yards have definitely dipped this year. Yeah, you know, it, it normally when Zeke is on the field right now, you know it's going to be an outside run. That's what's coming, and 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 teams are set up for it. And a lot of the time, it's been in you know losing games. And then if you're behind, you start throwing the ball, didn't you? No matter who you've got a quarterback, because you've got yes, a certain amount of time to score a certain amount of points. So I, I think some of it will be down to situational football. If Dalton can keep him in games, you will see more and more of Zeke. And if Pollard's there as well, then happy days. Oh, I think you'll see them really improve over the next three to four weeks. That's just my uh, humble I think, opinion. I think, I think it's a perfectly good shout. And, and I stand by the fact that if you keep Dalton upright, I think this team can do good things. I'm just saying, we when we're talking about the Ravens, we were talking about not having enough wide receivers to elevate the quarterback. In this team, the Cowboys team, it should be the running back elevating everybody else. And he doesn't because he can't be asked. But then they've well, got... Was, they've, but they've got another running back who can, so it's not a big yeah, problem. So, is it? so, so use him more is what I'm saying. Tony Pollard yeah, should be getting a lot more work. Yeah. Well, on the on, for the, uh, the 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 uh, Vikings made it easier, but for them really because defensively they were toilet. They have been all season, to be fair. Yeah. 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 Shocking, really. It, I mean. I think I think this summed up the Viking season. It's very much like the Patriots in the fact that you've got some pieces, you've got one or two talented players, your defence isn't turning up week to week. So if then your quarterback or your running back don't elevate the team enough, you're out of the game. Even when game even in games you should win, they're both going to be similar results this weekend because we're going to talk about the Patriots as well against the Texans, and it's a similar sort of thing. You just, you, I would have picked the Patriots and the Vikings to win these two games, and it's gone the other way because if the defences can't step up and do just enough, they've got nothing. They've got, they've, got, they've got no way offensively of going past it, even with Dalvin Cook being as good as he is. Cool. Well, anyone got anything? We'll, we'll, otherwise, we'll move on. Move to on. Raiders 31, Chiefs 35. Raiders uh, failed to get two wins over the Chiefs this season. Surprise, um, surprise. Who'd have thought it? But, um, oh, they played well, to be fair. They did play well, yeah. Yeah, um, as well, uh, you know, I, I, I predicted a Raiders win for this one, so... Um, Strong. I know, but... I just, I, mean, I just think they're really good. No I one's do. talking about it, but Derek Carr is having a sterling season. Like, he, he's really he is, yeah. Considering the amount of grief that he was getting pre-season and the amount of rumours that were swirling about him being replaced. He's got 2,431 yards, 19 touchdowns to three interceptions, uh, and he's nearly 80 quarterback rating. I mean, like, this is a this is going to be a career-high season for him at this rate. If he, if he gets this Raiders team into the playoffs as well, that'd be, that'd be a great uh, progress under Gruden. 
I, suddenly the 10-year plan is starting to work, I think. I'm not saying it's going to succeed over the 10 years, but at least you can see what they're doing. The team is building really well. I think this is the thing I've said about the Raiders previously, that Super Bowl winning head coach with team full of first round picks does well. Yeah. Isn't, isn't a surprise. They, they do still have Nathan Peterman on the roster. But that's fine. You think about it. There's The, the Cowboys had Cooper Rush. The Vikings yeah. had Sean Mannion. There's some toilet pony quarterbacks in this league on backup. But for me, the Raiders should be pushing the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. In two years' time, this Raiders team could be Super Bowl winners. Yeah, and Paul um, Fab was calling it early. <laughs> well, I called. I said well, the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl two years before, and they did comfortably. Great. Well, it's, yeah. it's a done deal then, isn't it? Oh God, I'm not looking forward <laughs> to that. <laughs> I don't think any of us are. Oh, yeah, Chase still have to be taken out of the group. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, unfortunately, we we can't slag him off because he we, he uh, announced it at the, uh, over a Zoom chat on a Sunday. He doesn't listen to this anymore because he got he got t- tired of us slagging him off. Not going to stop us slagging him off, is it? Um, I I agree with you, Paul. I think the, the Raiders are doing well. I think they're greater than the sum of their parts because you still look for the, especially on the defense. You look for the roster. It's still a load of like mm, not very sure about that, but. Players like Max Crosby and even Jonathan Abram. I know that Jonathan Abram's a first-round pick and he was injured last year, but he is flying around the field at the moment and playing brilliantly. Um, and again, they they managed to find a formula to almost beat the Chiefs. They've beaten them once this season. They come close to beating them again. So you, you can't like, you have to take them seriously, don't you? Right. Well, Josh Jacobs helps, doesn't he? Oh, he helps yeah. massively. But yeah, he, he, he is he well, is he had, brilliant. He had a, he had a quite he had an average quiet game. game. Fifty yeah. yards and a touchdown, but yeah. But across the season, he makes a massive difference to that team. Yeah, of course he does. Well, it's, it's it's noticeable that the, how badly they tailed last season when he got injured. Yeah, of course. Because nothing, no pressure you know, off the car that way. Because obviously, you know, Griff spouted a load of car stats earlier, which are perfectly valid. But his his yardage is still seventeenth in the league this year. Yeah. So it sounds amazing, but you know it's not like he is going no, and no, winning he, them games, is he? He's, not, he's playing he's not very well. The, the, the fact that he's limited the turnovers is yeah, uh, it compensates yeah. for the slight lack of yardage. If you like, yeah. it, what is he third overall or second overall in turnovers? Yeah, uh, he might even be top now because Aaron Rodgers he's, threw he's, a pick. He's hardly been sacked as well. Fourteen no. times he's been they're, sacked. They're doing this a season. great job. They're doing so a great job. the O line's doing very well as well. You mentioned Le'Veon Bell finally scoring a touchdown for the first time in what feels like forever. Uh, it's amazing when a good player plays for a good team and is is you know cared for. <laughs> yeah, but, you know it's amazing when you've got a coach who is actually an offensive genius rather than it's offensive that people call him a genius. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well we'll leave it there and we'll come back for the second half for. Uh, what is basically the Packers cults and then speed round. Speed yeah. round. Okay, welcome back to part two of the uh, Snap UK Week 11 podcast. Uh, so, let's go straight into uh, 
uh, one of the few remaining games that actually matters. Uh, Colts 34, Packers 31. Um, yeah, it, it, you know, all down to my main man, Rodrigo Blankenship. <laughs> you know, my, uh, my, my fantasy uh, player of the year. Um, you know, and potential rookie of the year candidate, quite frankly. Um, but you can't get you can't get rookie of the year because you wear glasses. What are you saying about people who wear glasses? Because they can't be they, rookie they of the year. They don't deserve sporting awards. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was always going to be. Um, I think a close game this one, but yeah, uh, Colts edging it. Yeah. Who wants, two... wants to start me on this one? Well, two two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks going up against each other. Always <laughs> going to be a good one. Um... Don't. Don't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, the stats are strikingly similar, if I'm honest. <laughs> They're virtually identical. Well, the, the achievements is where they differ. Yes, the, the achievements so, is, is where won. they differ. Yeah. I'm, I'm having a nice day. Don't ruin it. We've got the same amount, think, the same amount of wins this this year. The most important thing for the Colts here was that Jonathan Taylor turned up Woo-hoo! for the first time in about five weeks. Yeah, he had a good but, game. but needs that. He does, but as well, we've we it's not a surprise the Packers can't can't, no, attack, can't defend know, against the run. Can't defend against Whereas the run. This Colts defense is a Brilliant. top three defense in the league. Oh, they they were flying around the, around the field on Sunday night. Um, like Rogers had a lot of completions, but every time, every time he one of the receivers got the ball, or every time there was a run, the Colts defense was just there. They're on top of them, and that's why they lost at the end. It's like Marcus Valdez Scantling got that ball, and immediately there were Colts defenders all over him, um, and he fumbled, and the Colts managed, managed to recover, and the rest is history. So it's a the win is as much for the Colts' defence, who I thought played brilliantly, even though they gave up 31 points, as it is for, for anything that future Hall of Famer Philip Rivers did. <laughs> Paul, Paul you, you're not been here for a while. I've got to, I've got to, you know. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I, I think I, last, um, time we, last time we spoke about it, I woke my wife up. She had an early night. She went to bed. I woke her up. I got that angry. I was banging the desk. I wonder what you were going to say then. From our conversation with Rivers. So you were banging so hard it woke your wife up? Just at the thought of Philip Rivers. <laughs> well, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we also had a good, good, good game again from Michael Pittman, who's getting better each week we see him. So, you know, probably rookie of the year is, is going to go to a quarterback as it always will but you know there's there's a good few few rookie wide receivers got saying try saying that quickly um that could kind a of a good few rookie wide receivers well done well done mr i'm drinking nothing but slow gin tonight um there's a lot of wide receivers who are in their rookie years who could also push what is probably Justin Herbert to win the award now? I think Pittman and Brandon Ayuk are two that are right up there. Um, he, three receptions, sixty-six yards, but he just looks so much better, and it's what the Colts need. And we saw Ty Hilton finally, you know, get some passes this year and actually do something with the ball, and he's done nothing up, up until this game. So it was a good all-round performance, but the win does belong to the, the, the defense. Yeah. Anyone got anything for the Strad on the Packers side? 
Well, it, it helps when you keep Aaron Jones quiet. It's like the opposite to to what the Colts got out of Taylor. Jo- Jones was what was the quietest game he's had this year. And again, Rogers, as good as he is, needs his running back to to provide some of the the lift for the team. So, you know, as long as you can keep either him or Devontae Adams quiet, you've got a chance against the Packers. I think this was an interesting game to see two very tightly matched teams go up against each other. You know that and that Colts defense come out on top. You know. You know, Buckner was such a great addition to that team. It's yeah. made a huge difference. You know, um, you just if you put talent like that on your defensive line, it, you know, you really do. You know, I know they still gave up thirty points, but you know, when it mattered, you know, that defense stepped up, and I think it's really important. It'd be interesting to see where both of these teams, how far they get in the playoffs. They're both clearly playoff teams, so yeah. you know they. They could both be outside bets for the Super Bowl. You could see that Colts defense doing something to that Chiefs team if they come up against them. I would. I wouldn't be very. I wouldn't be. I'd be. I'd probably still say the Chiefs are favourite, but you wouldn't be a hundred percent, would you? No. When it comes not. to playoffs, and you know, it's a you know, it is that sort of thing. A, def- a defense like that could really, you know, the the Chiefs when he got to the playoffs last year, they they their defense suddenly improved. And that's what got them through, you know, as well as having Mahomes. And, and having that defence could be absolutely vital. And let's not forget, like, the 49ers almost beat the Chiefs with a, with a really good defence. You know, I, I would take Philip Rivers over Jimmy Garoppolo to make some of the passes that Garoppolo missed in that match. Um, and it would have been a different story. Yeah. One of the important things, the Colts play the Titans this week on Sunday. Um, they've already beaten them once this year, a couple of, two weeks ago, in fact. Um, I think if they win that game, they're almost a shoe in to win uh, the AFC South, and, and they're there. And they, it's at that point with the Steelers and the and the Chiefs doing so well, they probably ruled out getting that number the number one slot, so they're not going to get a bye. You can see them resting a couple of players and making sure that they go into the playoffs fully fit. Yeah, it, would you would you say this is Rivers' best ever chance of winning the Super oh, Bowl? Absolutely, yeah. I can't like wait for him to go out in the first round. <laughs> <laughs> he's not had an offensive line for like, like this for, for years. And, and the Chargers' defence, I don't think, has ever been as good as what the Colts' defence is currently. I mean, looking at the Colts' schedule going ahead, when it comes to... They have, they get, they have, easy, they have an easy game followed by a hard game. So they've got, they've got you know, uh, Titans, which, you know, is, is a hard game, followed by, mm. you know, like... They have some absolute shite. Texans <laughs> twice. Well, they've got to play Texans twice. The Raiders well, it, and Raiders, Steelers, Steelers and Jaguars. And so, the Jags. You know, there's some, you know. But it, the, the, the hard games might, you know, might cost them against uh, the Titans. Yeah. You know, so. I mean, um, looking at those, those six games, they're going to win three of them. So that puts them at 10 and three. And then it's a coin toss probably between the other three. Let's say they win another one. If this team finishes eleven and five, that's a great result. It is, yeah, it is, and that's you know, I guess it sort of justifies bringing in uh, the twenty fourteen whatever it was comeback player of the year. Uh, <laughs> don't. I'm not, I'm not saying, not, I, you know, I, I, I agree. I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, okay, speed round. Um, is this where so, I take speed? So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so. Uh, no more than a few minutes on each game. Texans 27, Patriots 20. 
Uh, well, really bad just, loss. This goes to prove that we don't have a defense, and that Deshaun Watson is a man's man because he just destroyed everybody his way to running in a touchdown. And uh, our, our underrated best player of the year has been Rex Burkhead, and he's out for the rest of the season. So it's game over. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think it's just up, brother. You know, Deshaun Watson is just getting ruined being in that yeah, awful Texans team now. JJ Watt still brilliant. You know, that's about all you can really say. Yeah. Brandon Cooks Deshaun Watt- game. Yeah. Deshaun Watson's on schedule to pass for forty six hundred yards, thirty two touchdowns, and eight interceptions. Any other team, like any good team. Um, and a slightly better team than he's pulling that team into the playoffs, but it's just so bad that even that magical performance can't can't get them there. And shout he's thrown it to Will Fuller as well. Yeah, Will Fuller's looking awesome. Um, well, only shout only out to because Cam of him. Yeah, shout out to Cam Newton though. Cam Newton had a good day passing, three hundred and sixty-five yards, touchdown, yep. no interception. <clears throat> like that's a decent result for him. He finally got a connection with Dem- yeah. Marius Bird, who they played they yeah. together at the Panthers, and that's fine, but. It's it's sort of too late because all the other bits that have been any good are falling by the wayside. So, yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, the Patriots are also an extremely disappointing team, like we were saying about the Vikings earlier. Frustratingly disappointing. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, like, the the worst thing as a fan is I still don't know what the plan is. What, what, what is the quarterback plan? It can't be Cam. That can't be the answer. So what's the answer? Completely right off this season and hope for the best. Yeah, I mean they are basically they are planning like the Homer Simpson method. They are basically hiding under a big pile of coats and hoping hoping everybody leaves. (laughs) (laughs) It's like hide under a pile of coats and hope for the best. That's that's literally the Patriots' plan for this season. I love it. Yep. I was going to say it was the Brandon Cooks uh, revenge game for, but you know, with eighty-five yards, whatever. But after he's hitting the Super Bowl, I don't think he probably remembers playing for the Patriots. You know, so. uh, Let's uh, let's okay. Which one's next? It is Dolphins Broncos. Oh, Dolphins thirteen, Broncos twenty. Significant yeah. thing here was the return of Fitzmagic no, <coughs> brought wasn't. back when Tua basically didn't move the offense, uh, and Fitzmagic got them all the way down to the, the four yard line before he threw a pick uh, in typical mm-hmm. Fitz style. But that's a short leash on Tua. Um, yes, it is if you were just looking at the performance. Um, no, it isn't if you're looking at performance and the amount of times he was getting hit and his injury history. I Brian Flores knew the game was lost, knew that Tua wasn't going to drag him into it, was probably a little bit worried about his his, his fitness and him getting... I mean, there was a moment where he was almost injured because there, there, was, there was a lot of conjecture about whether he, he was replaced because he was injured or he was replaced because of form. It's come out that it's because of form, but he wasn't. 100% um, when he got taken off anyway. So when you've got a player, a future franchise quarterback, you're playing a team who are absolutely playing brilliantly on, on defence to get to you all the time. I think it's a, it was a sensible decision by Flores to take well, Tua out. But every time they play a decent defence, they're just going to take him out in case he gets injured again. No, he's not going to be one less what than a, a year removed. He's a, not going to be less than a year removed from an injury every then single don't play year. Him. If you don't think he's fit, don't play him. That's, a, ter- that's a terrible decision. It's a pussy decision. He got sacked six times. Take it. Like, Learn. He took it Move. six times. <laughs> Awful decision. If that's the reason, that's that's dreadful. That's well, like he didn't... a quarterback that you can have for your team. On the plus side, he threw a touchdown and didn't throw an interception. That's true. But still. Yeah. 
for the for the Broncos, Melvin Gordon appeared again. Turned up. Turned up. After, he's uh, been missing after his DUI. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, finally let off the leash this week. Uh, and yeah, suddenly the Broncos have a running game again. I mean, which I'm helps. glad we're covering the Broncos based on the high horse you were just on around Chewett, Griff. Yeah, very good. I'm just saying, Fitzpatrick didn't get sacked at all. And he threw the same number of passes. He's only in the game passes. for a quarter. Yeah, but he threw the same number of passes. Yeah, only for an interception. It's a terrible, terrible coaching decision, if that's why. Pathetic. You know I can't stand the pussies playing football. Uh, yeah. Okay, the Jets scored 28 points. Yay! And lost. The Chargers, though, yeah, the Chargers, yeah, though yeah. scored 34. Um, how chargery would it? How chargery would it be? There was a lot of time there. Yeah. Where people thought, the Chargers are throwing this away. It's going to be amazing. How are they doing this? Um, but I know you're going to get to Burrows in a minute. But uh, Justin Herbert's got Rookie of the Year sewn up now, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Not, not with that haircut. Not with that haircut. <laughs> but with that playing ability, yes, he has. He's got a haircut you can set your watch to now. That's what you want. <laughs> well, he's lost millions in sponsorship deals, isn't he? Look at him. <laughs> I, you know, he looks like a. Great, but then, he, he does look like a schoolboy with that haircut, doesn't he? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but he, he's playing like a man in that team, and he is like that was, it was a career day for Keenan Allen, wasn't it? Sixteen receptions, one hundred and forty-five yards, and a touchdown. Um, oh yeah, that there seems to be a connection there between the two of them already. Some of the passes that Justin Herbert made, I think, like Duncan sent one to our group, and. Before, uh, I don't know why, still really don't know why he said that. Um, but anyway, before the ball had pretty much, it felt like before the ball had left Herbert's hands, it was already in the receiver's hands. It was that fast. It was brilliant. Yeah. No, it, it, you know, uh, Keenan Allen is one of those wide receivers that seems to be quarterback proof, really. You know, he is, he's, he's a brilliant wide receiver. Can and we, obviously... Uh... He wanted, to just, he wanted to get in just in time for our uh, wide receiver top 10 list. Of course, and he's playing very well. Frank Gore scored a touchdown. Yeah, he did, yeah. Hall, Hall of Fame. Yeah, as did LaMichael P. Ryan, as did Joe Flacco, who scored two touchdowns and actually played all right. Like, it, it, it didn't look any different with for this team if they'd had Sam Darnold or Joe Flacco. And I don't know whether that's Ooh. testament to Flacco or a reflection of how badly regressed Sam Darnold has been. A little bit of both, I think. I mean, if, if the Chargers carry on with us, basically, you take Keenan Allen out of the Chargers, Justin Herbert got to look across the field at what his future is. <laughs> seeing, seeing how things are with Darnold at the moment, I think. But yeah, I mean, it's just, I, I can't understand. Like, you know, we say there shouldn't be a team going into the playoffs from the NFC East. Mm. They shouldn't be the Jets. <laughs> what, just as a team, we did say this last year. We did say they should merge the uh, New York teams to, together. Um, they share a stadium anyway, and then they'd both still be crap. Uh, you know, merge <laughs> together into New York, or whatever. They'd just I, be one crap team. I, I was looking at the standings of like from the Giants down this at the end of this week, and the teams, the bottom like seven teams or whatever. Have just been bad for a while now. Yeah, you know, well, like there don't seem to be much movement. You know, they're just well, they're pretty all... much apart from one or two. It's the same teams every year. Yeah. We go on about it every year. Some teams are just run badly. Yeah, and that's what it is. 
The Browns, just, the Browns were run badly for years, and yeah. they finally made enough changes that it's it's different. But the Bengals, on the other hand, have got all this all this intake of players high up in the draft, and they're still badly run. I still we'll don't... get on to them. We'll get on to them. Just yeah. the Jets, Jets remaining games: Dolphins, Raiders, Seahawks, Rams, Rams Browns, Patriots. They're going to lose all of them except the Patriots game. Yeah. I, mean, I think you might be right, actually. Possibly. I think you might be. Yeah. Like, it depends what Patriots team turns up, doesn't Patriots. it? Yeah. And it'll mainly be because Belichick wants to make sure that the Jags get the first pick, not the Jets. It'll just slow <laughs> the game. It'll be hilarious. <laughs> well, let's move, let's move on to them. Jags 3, Steelers 27. Uh, the Jake Jags Luke are shit. A chance. The Steelers are great. Yeah. yeah. They didn't even play down this week because they can't play that far down. Really <laughs> Can't, can they? They played. They played pretty much the best game that they've played all season because there was not one, not one iota in this game. Did you think ah, the Jags have got a chance? They, they never stood. They weren't even worthy of being on the same field. No, exactly. Uh, and we go on about rookie of the year, Chase Claypool having a really great season. Mm-hmm. Um, so if if it went, if he did go, if they did think beyond a quarterback, he could be one of those. Uh, one of those could, uh, receivers. could definitely be another one in there. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we've talked about a couple of teams. And we, like, I know we've argued over the Bears about their lack of balance, the same with the Seahawks, but teams like the Steelers and the Saints and the Chiefs to some extent have got quality on both sides of the ball. They're really well balanced teams. And I think this Steelers the best of the bunch because the defense is the number one defense in the league, bar none. Uh, and the offense. It's not that it's just doing enough. I think Ben Roethlisberger is just doing enough, but he's got so many playmakers around him that you'd think that you'd think they'd challenge any team out there. Like, yeah, it's getting difficult to look past the Steelers being one of the favourite, or obviously one favourites, but very, very top favourite for getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, for for the Steelers, I mean, last year, what what they've really added from this point from last year. Is they've got Ben back and they've added Chase Claypool, yeah, um, and they've gone from an eight and eight to you know a ten and O team. Just how shit is Doc Hodges? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, but uh, anyway, um, yeah, we you know it's getting quite hard to cover the Steelers because they're just great and they're playing toss teams. So yeah, they're just going to continue winning. I think who they got this week? The Ravens. So a hard game, harder game, but they're still going to win that. Yeah, you'd think. You'd think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the I think the fact that that you can have Juju, Deontay, and Chase Claypool on the field at the same time is just a massive advantage. That that group yeah. of three at the moment is playing at the highest level of any group of three receivers on any team. Yeah. Oh yeah, James Conner is barely being used, really. Yeah, they don't have to establish the run, which is what they always used to do. So, and and you know, Ben still looks fairly fresh after missing most of last year. I think that's key. I think it's really helped him have a year off. The more the more I look at him as well, I more think I don't think this is his last year unless they win. No, I don't think this is his last year. Yeah, if, if they win it all, I think he'll retire. But other than that, I think he can keep playing. Yeah, I, no think can keep, I think he can keep going if they don't win, and I don't think I don't think they will. Uh, can we can team. we all agree though? Can we all agree he's going to the Hall of Fame? Yes. Yeah. 
Paul. No issues. No issues from me. Right. I, I was gonna. I was gonna try and throw the Catamounts the pigeons with his Flacco Hall of Fame worthy. I'm gonna. No. 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 It's here now. It's a very <laughs> short debate. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, football team twenty. Bengals nine. Uh, and for the Bengals, it's the the main call. The main uh, thing is they've lost Burrow, an ACL, an MCL. Um, and and yeah, yeah, structural damage. Yeah, it's structural damage. It's the same thing that happened to Wentz. He had uh, 14 months off. Yep. It's um, going to be here before you see Burrow on the field as a starter, which means the Bengals are knackered for next year as well. That's exactly what it means. Ryan Finley should not be a quarterback in this league. He's not. No, shouldn't, even, shouldn't be a backup quarterback. No. And they are. He's why we have the XFL. Yeah, but they're in danger of now being obscure for another year and a half. Because even when mm. Burrow comes back, it'll be too late for next year. So, what do they do? Do you go and find a veteran and, and play him next year? Tyrod. Tyrod Taylor's out there. Yeah, that's not a bad shout, to be fair. It'd be an upgrade, a massive upgrade on what they've got. Cam? Right do you no. know... Uh, Jameis? I've I yeah. had a little whisper that maybe they'll be going back after Andy Dalton. Well, oh. yeah, why wouldn't you? Yeah, Dalton, Dalton will go back, won't he? No, he would never go back. I don't think he'd go back, but they they got to pay somebody and play him. Yeah. yeah. He wouldn't go back. I think Jameis, well, you got Jameis and Tyrod, didn't you, out there? Yeah. Uh, the more Wayne I look, Haskins the... would be cheap. Yeah. Roll the dice. The more That's I read about the Bengals, it just looks like an absolute clusterfuck of, a, of an organisation. Did, did you say Dwayne Haskins? Yeah, yeah. That, that's actually what I wrote down in my phone in my notes to say maybe they should just go and sign Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, why not? Cost them nothing. Well, you know, him is a, is, or is a fourth round pick. Is a fourth round pick? I don't. I don't think it'd be a fourth round Fifth, pick. Maybe. The, you know, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Josh Rosen there. get a go behind yeah. a decent O line. Josh Rosen, yeah. Well, well, that's not a decent O line. That's the problem. No. Like this, this, this injury's been coming because like Burrows has been hit left, right, and centre. And I think and that's it, any, yeah. Beng- any Bengals fan is probably just wishing they'll get through the season with him still fit, and then they can draft or bring in a, a heavy free agent signing in terms of the offensive line. The offensive line is awful, and their yeah. coach, their coach is the O line coach Jim Turner, is just the worst. Um, yeah. it, Trubisky, if you Foles, if you, you know, there's so many people out there you could go and get. Uh, yeah, for anyone who remember Jim Turner, Jim Turner was the guy who's in charge of the Dolphins O line when they were uh, he was uh, part of Bullygate. Oh, uh, Fitzpatrick! They could bring in Fitzpatrick. Could Fitzpatrick. Yeah, well, yeah. See, he could well. Is be that back. one? Is that one of the teams? I like the way no one's listening to John. We're just literally <laughs> all just thinking the quarterback names. Yeah, but yeah. John's no, making fine. like a really like important research point, and we're all just going Kaepernick. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Did you just mention a dirty word? Yeah, you're not allowed to say that anymore. I just snuck it in there without anyone noticing. Yeah. Alex Smith, yeah. though, winning. winning uh, first time since 2018. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. The first time since losing a leg. Uh, I hope he got a chance to speak to Burroughs and say, you know, like, yeah. this can be done. Because hey, give, given there the was type, certainly some the irony t- there. Yeah, given the type of player that Alex Smith is and the type of man he is, I, I would say it absolutely happened. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure it will. I think uh, yeah. 
from the. You know, from... I don't think Ron Rivera is getting quite enough credit for standing behind Alex Smith and saying, "I'm going to keep you on the team," because where would this team be right now without him? <laughs> like, well, without without a quarterback. They, but they have looked so competitive every time he has played, even in the games they lost, even when he came in halfway through a game, like. The fact that they kept him and Rivera made the, the big fight to keep him, I think is huge yeah. for this team because everyone else has to look at him and be inspired. You can't fail to be inspired, surely. So, it's good things. Yeah, and you look at, this, you look at the Washington team and you say, okay, that, again, like we said with the NFC East, they're in with a chance of winning the NFC East. They played Dallas um, on, on, on Thursday night. Um, with, the defense, with the defensive line they've got, you wouldn't put it past them to beat Dallas. That's a yeah. matchup of uh, of two quarterbacks who probably didn't think they'd be trying to lead teams in the playoff race as well. Yeah, Dolphins. exactly. <laughs> That's quite a game. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Oh god! Imagine Ryan Finley in the fucking playoffs. Um, not Ryan Finley. Uh, and uh, and Dalton. Oh. Um. Anyway. Um, well, he's one more. He's one more games than potential Hall of Famer Philip Rivers. He has. True. Oh, cool. Back to speed round. Panthers twenty. Lions nil. <laughs> Good. That's enough. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We can't like, yeah. PJ Just... Walker. PJ Walker. Yeah, really good. PJ Walker. He looked all right. Yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very capable as a backup. I, I think that's he his ceiling. He against the Lions, though. Yeah. I, I'd say that's shit. probably his ceiling. Um, Matt Stafford isn't fit, and the Lions have got no chance if Matt Stafford's not fit. That's that's yeah. them done. Yeah. Yeah. There was. Um, I saw a few shouts for Patricia's head again. We were only saying a couple of weeks ago that he'd kept no, his job because I saw it on more like fan zones, you know, and stuff like that. But <laughs> definitely there seems to be some people calling, you know, some Lions fans are starting to call for his head. They're four and six and they've got an, a quarterback who isn't fit and their team plays the way he plays. On they've got no... Day, they win yeah. and on the bad yeah. days it, it doesn't. So the number one receivers injured. The number yeah. one running back was out this this week as well. And yeah. Like Peterson and Karen Johnson didn't get anything done. And yeah. it's like the Panthers defense is not brilliant. Like you'd expect them to get something against them, and they they've got nothing. Well, what I was trying to say whilst you were just naming wide, uh, whilst you were just naming quarterbacks, is is it now time for Zach Taylor to go in Nate Cincinnati? Peterman. What? No, oh. no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> because if, you, if you're not going to get rid of him now, what are you going to do? Why, why get give, rid of him now? Year, it's not his get, fault his quarterback has got injured. He's won four games in two years. But he's, hey, I'm with John. I've already been on this bandwagon. He does, he does not look head coach worthy. They me. bought him in he's a, because he's, the, he's a new McVeigh and he's won four games in two years. All right, Ben Burrow looks good, but that's Burrow. Burrow is good. <laughs> he's not given him a team. He's not got a team. The O-line, as I say, the O-line coach is a, an abortion of a coach who should be in the NFL let's why are we you know what are you going to do give him another two years because who are you going to replace him with who are you going to replace him with and I also I don't think, I don't think well, can you get worse well you're right it doesn't matter because it's not down to the head coach the problem the, the problem in Cincinnati is the head office the lack of scouting department and the non-existent GM like this is a team building thing it's easy yeah. it's easy to go into the draft with the number one pick and pick the best quarterback in the draft and put him in that's that's like hang on I refer you to Jamarcus Russell yeah and no, Ryan but at, the, at the time at the time any other GM on those teams probably would have made that pick as well like it's still a crapshoot you, you still take a, it's always a risk if it's the number one pick or, or the number 254th pick it's still a risk but you can make that pick 
the Bengals have criminally underfunded their scouting department for years and years and years and years. And you look at, you don't win, you don't, your franchise doesn't become a, a good franchise of the first round. It becomes a good franchise of the third, fourth, fifth, sixth round. Because that's where you find you know, players that are worth more value. The Bengals haven't done that for years. Like they get the first round pick is normally okay, although sometimes bad, John Ross. The second round pick is sometimes okay, usually bad. And after that, it's complete dross, like realistically. Um, so I don't think it's Zach Taylor. I think this team, I said it before, this team has made progress from last year to this year. It's in shit that Burroughs got injured. Next year, they strengthen the offensive line and strengthen the defense. But I don't think they will. But I don't think that's on Zach Taylor. That's on the whole organization to better itself and bring in better quality scouts and players. But I'm just saying, you can't fire him next year because you're going, oh, he hasn't got his quarterback, which means you're then going to have to, have, then you're going to have him for four years. At which yeah. point, you've probably how only won. Probably only won eight games. Mar- how long do they have Marvin Lewis? Yeah, and yeah, what, Marvin yeah, Lewis got into the playoffs, though. Yeah, yeah. Marvin yeah. Lewis was a good, but good not coach. for a, not for a, a good number of years. Like, his like, coaching record is currently scarily close to Hugh Jackson's coaching record in Cleveland. And why would you why would you wait to see if it goes that way? But it doesn't. This is what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if you sack the coach because you're going to bring in a, a, another coach who's going to have exactly the same problems. Yeah, but you can bring in a bridge. You can bring in someone and say you're here to get us through till Burrow comes back. We'll find well, someone in the meantime. It's not just no, Zach Taylor. The whole yeah, this is what I mean. It's the whole organization. So we've got absolutely no no idea really if Zach Taylor is a good coach or not because what he's been given to work with has been absolute dross apart from now Joe Burrow and probably T Higgins. Like, he's, don't say Josh the... Rosen have head coaches. Oh, I think, well, yeah, I, I see where you're going with that, but I think he's better than what Josh Rosen is a quarterback. But it, it, this isn't on the coach, this is on, this is on everything above him. So I, I don't think you can judge him based on what he's had to work with. And I think he's actually, I'm, done I'm pretty with John. Job. I like it when John has an opinion, and I'm entirely with John on this. I think ah. you have to make a decision now because otherwise it's two more years to, before you're going to know. But that's just, that's just it. You're going to bring in another coach, he's got exactly the same problems. So what are you learning by sacking Zach Taylor? Well, I'm enjoying this speed round. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's over. We're now going to go on about our wide receivers. In our because we picked we last week we did last week we did running backs. This week we picked our top ten wide receivers. Uh, last time we did this was two years ago. Anyone remember who was number one? Brown. Uh, it was Antonio Hill. Brown. Yeah, yeah AB, Yeah. I'm sure we've all put him back in our top ten this time, haven't we? Uh-huh. Uh, no, not not quite. Uh, <laughs> not quite. He he fails to make an appearance, uh, and then I very know, much like him. Yeah, I think that week. I think I think Gary was away that week, uh, and then I think me, Jim, Griff, and Fourth Inch sat there and went, "Oh yeah, uh, now a- now AB's one. We actually think Michael Thomas is better." So that's... <laughs> so uh, the first two. Uh, were are not a surprise to to anyone really. Guessing who's number one. I guess who's number one. Hopkins. It's DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he was number one with everyone apart from Jim, who put him at number two. Number. I don't want to guess who number two is. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, Adams, who was number two at everyone apart from Jim, who had him at number one, and Paul, who had him at number three. So, uh, uh, on our point score, uh, DeAndre Hopkins got 49, Devontae Adams got 46 out of 50. Um, then 
Okay. Uh, do you want to guess the players who missed the top ten? Anyone you fit? Anyone? Kenny Golliday. Kenny Golliday. He got picked by uh, Jim. Me. Yeah. In tenth, so he got one point. We also had a Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I had him at ten. Bit early for that. Uh, Devonte Parker, picked by me, number what ten. About wow. AJ Brown. AJ Brown didn't get picked by anyone, but I think me and Guy were saying he was very near yeah. our, my, our, my top 10, but he didn't make it. What about uh, Chris, God, Chris Godwin? Didn't get picked. Really? I thought didn't get I, I, I sent a list of notable absences along mm. with my 10, because I just I, my notable absences were AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, outperforming, yeah. outperforming Julio in yards and touchdowns this year. Mm. I'd still take Riviera uh, over him. Godwin. Yeah. I actually had Robbie Anderson as a notable absence as well this year because wow. he's played well this yeah, year. Yeah, he has played well. Obviously, yeah, uh, Odell Beckham didn't make the top 10, obviously. No. Yeah. no Amari Cooper, John? Amari Cooper, uh, he was uh, my number eight, but no one else's. Yeah, no. because again, I had nobody throw into him. And I bet uh, Tyler Lockett didn't get many picks either. None. None. But again, again, could easily be argued. Could be, yeah. Could be argued um, as well. Uh, I think I was saying to Gary before we started that one of my favourite um, wide receivers I couldn't put in the top ten because I think he's class. But Alan Robinson just mm. gets overthrown every week. And I, I bet if you uh, look at your list from two years ago, I bet Ty Hilton's on that list. And man, yeah. has he dropped yeah. out of the atmosphere this year. Yeah. And I think probably you know Jarvis Landry would have appeared as well. AJ Green, AJ Green, yeah, no, no, yeah. no longer there. Okay, third place. Who wants to have a guess? At Got to be Hill. Thomas. Hill or Thomas? Yeah. Keenan Allen and Tyreek Hill Ooh. equal. Oh yeah, I had Keenan Allen well up my list. I forgot Michael Thomas in mine. <laughs> I did forget Michael Thomas. <laughs> I deliberately Chris... omitted him from mine. Well, Michael Thomas is just behind in fifth place and probably would have uh, been third if Paul and Paul would have remembered him and Griff wouldn't have neglected to have him because he's a dick. Although he also did pick Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't know, but Tyreek Hill was a dick before he came into the NFL. Michael Thomas has transitioned into being a dick because he wants He's still not that big a dick. Uh, I just wouldn't... I, I was looking at who I'd want in my team and I wouldn't want him, basically. Diggs will be in there soon. Yeah, Diggs. Julio yeah. Jones. Julio Jones yeah. is ahead of... Do you know what? I was so of... close to bumping Julio out of the Same as. I was. No. Not the at thing all. Is, he's, sort of he's a massive he's still... difference maker. Look, yeah. he, he, you know, he, he gets 100 yards most games, you know, but he doesn't. He hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns for the last few years. His injuries are starting to pile up on him. Yeah, the last yeah, they three are. Years yeah, they as well. are. As he's getting older, you know, he had the, the toe issue a couple of years ago. This year, he struggled a little bit. So... Yeah, he, I, I've got him in mind, but he was he was touch and go. I almost dropped him just because, but then I did think, I don't think the issues with touchdowns are his fault. It's because mm. the Falcons can't can't plan a way to make him, get him in use. It's not his fault. It's, it's just a, a less extreme. Did, uh, did anyone have Scary Terry in other than me? Yes. Oh, I did. Well, oh, really? Scary Terry was picked by me Paul well. in 10th. Gary in ninth and Griff in seventh. Yeah, I think he looks really good. Yeah, I think I think on a better team, he's a top five receiver, no problem. 
in between so there's uh, in between Jones and uh, Scary Terry is Stefan Diggs and Mike Evans. Uh, Adam Phelan rounds out the top ten. No there's... DK Metcalf. Surprised at that. Okay, no. run one way. He's, he's, That's he's not close. true, though, is it? That's not true, is it? Was I, I had him in fifth. You were the only yes, person to pick definitely. Cooper Cup. Yeah, so Amari Cooper, Cooper Cup are uh, uh, 11th and 12th. And that is our top 10. So, uh, well, it's next bullshit. Week, <laughs> next week we're doing. Uh, That's bullshit. Next week we're doing defensive linemen. Woohoo. Okay, so, we're so Aaron Donald and then everyone else. Aaron, Aaron uh, AD plus nine. Yeah. But yeah. Oh. Um, Okay, now I want your locks because last week we did an absolutely abismal job. Uh, <laughs> because you don't let us actually pick locks, do you? You you you, you want us to pick really difficult games? Yeah, which aren't <laughs> yeah. Locks, aren't they? Like, if you, if you, I got mine. If, Paul got his. If you pick, yeah. if you pick an actual lock, you get destroyed on this podcast. Yep. You're supposed to yeah. pick a. You're supposed to pick a game that's completely. 50-50 game and call it yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. so we're not going to do very well, are we? <laughs> well, yeah. Just well, no. The, the idea is that you think, yeah, I'll pick a lot, but you know, you know, we've got a, We don't like, uh, you know, Namby Pamby wussy decisions. Oh, like, geez. I, I'm going to claim. I'm going to guess that the, the Dolphins are going to beat the Chargers. Uh, I'll take uh, football team over Cowboys then. Yeah. The Dolphins cool. are playing the Jets. I oh, know that was Gary's worst uh, one oh, from, the, right. from two weeks before. We quit, uh, yeah. I'm going to take. What did you take, Griff? Football team over Cowboys. What? Are, yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs over Buccaneers. <coughs> uh, who who wants to go next? I'm going to take the Buccaneers over the Chiefs. Oh! Oh! oh wow. Well. Um. Well, let me find Not, another game. I'm going to say the Colts <laughs> over the Titans. That's what I was going to say, you bitch. Well, I think um. <laughs> you can tell it's getting late. <laughs> I'll just keep drinking more and more slow gin. That's the issue, really. No, um, no, nobody fancies taking the Bengals over the Giants because I think that'd be no, hilarious. I'm looking at this, I'm looking at this Ravens Steelers game, and but I don't like it. So, um, <laughs> what, I, wow, the Steelers have got to lose eventually, surely. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm going to go Ravens over Steelers. Oh, I like it. Gary goes brave. Oh, well, fuck it. Nobody actually cares. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you should, because you're probably winning this at the moment. Yeah, you probably are, aren't you? Well, because of my one one pick, which was a one-score game that I got abused about. You're at at 50%, uh, which is probably about as high as we've got. Um... (laughs) Of course, uh, if you're for those of you who watch on YouTube, that we do have a me, me and Griff and Paul have a predictions show which we are doing abysmally at. Uh, yeah, no, no, you two are doing abysmally at. I'm doing okay at. Paul, yeah, Paul, yeah, yeah, just a, a little thing we, we're testing out, see if it works. Um, so just let me check these games on Thursday. Are they actually at like five thirty in the evening our time? Yeah, yeah, it's the Thanksgiving week. The, yeah. the, oh, the, I might be taking Thursday afternoon the... off. Coming over. Well, yeah. I'm off. I'm off as well. Happy I'll days. my pants and be comfortable. Anyone well, else's pants? That's just, whatever. Go on. I unfortunately uh, I don't have uh, pants. pants, so I will be uh, just. 
John, I think, we've, I think we've firmly established that you can open my Game Pass on your laptop if I can remember the uh, password. I'll have a look. Well, well, whatever. We're not we're not uh, we're not uh, advocating for fraud here. Yeah, we are. But anyway, on oh, that note, um, hang we'll on, see... hang on, hang on. Before you go, Duncan revealing that there was a second version of Red Zone blew my mind. I yeah. did not realise that this existed. There's another well, Scott Hansen. There's another Scott Hansen. And, and is it Andrew Siciliano? Andrew Siciliano, yeah. A different version of Red Zone that you can see on another channel in America. Wow, is it? Yeah. <laughs> That's what we did. We, we, John and I were like, what? Yeah, apparently what? Like, East Coast gets one and West Coast gets the other. Wow. What's, what do you think is the most notable Why? feature about Andrew Siciliano? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Be careful, he'll hear you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, apparently, um, um, yeah, it's a different feed, but yeah. Um, um, he, it's supposed to be very good. It's supposed to be very good. So, but we never see this in the UK. But yeah. Uh, you, useful you know. information there. Yeah, you, just, exactly. Yeah. I just wanted to share it yeah. with the group, but it blew my mind that that existed. Yeah. But uh, from, we'll leave it there. We'll see you next week enjoy your weekend and uh yeah for uh, all our american listeners as well uh, happy thanksgiving yeah but yeah until then see you soon bye bye cheers guys Laheim. <laughs>